Raider Nate. What's up? How you doing? Good. Yeah? How was your day? Yeah, it was a normal day. I had a... I was telling my wife, uh, and I'm helping somebody with interviews, we interviewed somebody, there was eight questions. So, you know, you do your intro, eight questions, you ask them if they have any questions at the end, right? 22 yeah. minutes. The whole interview, you mean that last part? Every, everything. The entire thing, 22 minutes. That's good, right? Knocked it out. <laughs> no, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think so. Eight questions and then some free time. That's, uh, you know, less than three minutes a section there. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, I mean, gosh. Okay, well, here. You, well, that helps you get here, right? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do you a favor. We're talking 22 minutes times about three for this podcast. We're going to try our usual hour here. All right. Man, you know, we used to do like two plus hours for these podcasts the first couple of years. That's wild. Yeah, there was a couple of, I think, hour and a half ones that we did, but we did, we did a pretty long one when we had Protege on, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, special editions, right? Like a special, when there's a finale for the miniseries, you got to go longer. There's no doubt. But, Nate, um, I've gotten some good feedback on food. You've been sending some pictures. Goalie said he, he did a little, um, you know, corresponding with you. Uh, Fat and Overrated's talking about some food. So food looks good for the draft. Well, well, give me the lowdown because I can I can switch things up, and I've been thinking about changing things up. No, I mean, the, the lowdown is, I mean, you know, you're kind of the star of the show, Iron Chef Nate here. Um, so... Uh, you know, everyone's kind of going off you. I know, you know, goalie with possible homemade buns, not sourdough, but homemade buns. Uh, that kind of plays off you. And then even talking to Fat and Overrated, he was thinking the same thing. He was thinking about, you know, something like some sort of, he's got like some special custom chicken wings, which I thought sound good. But then he was like, you know, but Nate's going to have a lot of smoked meats there. So maybe I'll do something different. Um, so that's, that's basically all that's been talked about. All right. So, I mean, yeah, people go, I mean. People will adjust. If, if you changed what you wanted to do, they'd probably adjust. What were you thinking? No, I was just... Well, it was actually a comment you made when uh, Goalie texted us about... Goalie sent us pictures of his delicious ribs, and then you made a comment about something along the lines of, like, you know, can't wait to eat those afterward. And I was like, well, shit, I probably need... We, we know we need snacks, you know, during. Well, we and do, so then I was... Yeah. I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, maybe I can do some sliders or something. I don't know. Yeah, I you're, I just, yeah, you're not going to go wrong. Because, I mean, no matter what you, you do, I mean, yeah, I guess ribs in between rounds yeah. would be rough because yeah. you, you got to kind of recover for the next draft pick. But even yeah. that, I mean, gosh, it's like, we'll figure it. would be fine. We'll figure it out. But um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to bring, well, you know, I mean, if the guys like it, I like doing it, so I'll bring it. But it's, you know, we skipped a year, so we got to go big. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cornbread, the meats, I mean, like I said, you're the star of the show. I think everyone else is looking to just kind of accommodate and kind of add to it because that's... That's a, that's a lot of pressure, but... It is. I'm, I'm, I'm game. It is. And, um, but so don't tear up your menu, but get ready to tear up your big board because all the games start tomorrow. I know. Rankings are going to go crazy. Hey, speaking of that, um, I wanted to make sure I brought it up, but, um, you know, Waller's MIA here. It's, have you talked to Slingbox? I haven't talked to Slingbox. 
Um, really, it's been you, and then it's a little bit of fat and overrated. I haven't talked to anyone else in the last week. Um, hey, hey, you know I'm deep in the forums yeah. on the Raiders, and the only thing I heard was supposedly he was spotted for half a second in the weight room, but no one's no one's saying anything, dude. No, so in that you're deep in the the message boards area. There's no good speculation you could pass on to us, huh? Yeah. Well, so the initial thing that I thought was, well, maybe it's a contract holdout because. They locked him into six million a year, so he's under contract for six million a year. I think for like the next three years, which is grossly underpaid. Oh boy, yeah. But then, but then they said, uh, you know, usually that goes public. You know, the, the agent will leak it or whatever. But um, and then I said, well, maybe he's had a maybe he's had maybe he had a setback with like you know his substance abuse history. That and would then, be then, oh boy, that'd be huge. Yeah, I know. And then uh, and then everyone's saying that it's a minor injury, and they're just holding them out because, you know, they don't, he doesn't need a practice, but other than that, I haven't heard nothing. Gruden dodged the, the topic when he got interviewed in, in training camp, so I don't know. Well, the thing about Slingbox, I pulled up his team again. We'll slide over to keepers because I've revised some keeper projections that we can talk about, but looking right. at Slingbox, though, like, again, Herbert's there. I mean, there's really not tons of value anywhere else for him to do. I mean... If he I like ha- Herbert. Yeah, but, but that's his one keeper. So it's like for Waller to not be the t- if he's if he's questioning because of the mystery injury, I don't know where else he turns. I think as a seventh rounder, he takes the chances here because if Waller wasn't a keeper, and you know we've been doing the mocks, nine, nine out of ten of us have been doing the mocks, and um, based on I mean where the tight ends seem to be going, I mean Waller if he got thrown back. Even with the injury, don't you still think he's kind of like a third round pick? Maybe, maybe even like a probably in the three. I mean, what do you? I mean, depends. I mean, it depends what's going on. That's a good question, though. So, if Waller, if Waller was not a keeper, would you take him above Kittle? Yeah, I do. I would. I mean, this injury, so, this injury matters. So, like every day that we don't hear anything, you know, I know some people say, "Oh, don't overreact." It's a preseason injuries. Teams don't have to say anything. But I'm like. I don't care, man. If it's draft day and I don't know what's going on with him, I would slide him under Kittle. But today, I'd still take him over Kittle. Yeah, well, some yeah. I mean, he's he's valuable because he's probably like a mid two if if he's a uh, mid to late two if he's in the draft. I would think, right? I, maybe that's that's the thing. So that's what I'm saying. Slingbox, I think, unless we get some news that's really bad, like he fell off the wagon, um, then I think he's got to keep him. He doesn't have enough options. I mean, if it was a surgery scenario, I think it would have come out by now. So I'm hoping he just has some kind of, you know, maybe soft tissue injury, and they're just holding him out for a few weeks. I don't know. Yeah. But it's been like it's been like a week and a half now where he hasn't been on the field. And usually, usually teams are a little more apt to leak it if it's not a big deal, too. You know, like if it's just something yeah. minor, like a hamstring, just say it. You know, why are they? So yeah. scary. But Slingbox again. I'm looking at his team. There just isn't much else there. I mean, there really isn't. I. Tyler Boyd, you know, I mean, so I, I think he goes with it no matter what and just hopes that it works out. Well, it'll, co- it'll come out. I think they're required. Aren't they? Re- are, aren't teams still required to report injuries in preseason at a certain like date, a I, certain amount of days before the game? I don't know. You might know those. I don't know those rules. I don't know that stuff. Yeah. I'm just waiting to hear. I'm staying on Twitter looking to hear. But, yeah, I think uh, – a little little panic in Raiderland here. Yeah, and maybe panic in Slingbox land. He just he doesn't have any other options. I know in Slingbox, he doesn't panic. Guy's always even keel, so I'm sure he's just okay with his Waller. 
But let's move on to another guy. I think I'm, I'm kind of changing my tune here. I know Dak is back a little bit, soft tossing. But with Daryl Henderson gaining hype and him going in the second round in our mocks, I mean, Dobbins and Henderson, I think Swizzle might pivot to Dobbins and Henderson for his keepers. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could do worse. Yeah, I mean, I had CeeDee Lamb last week when we were doing projections, but I think if we do another mock here, which I'll start soon, as this one kind of died out, um, yeah. I think I'll go Henderson-Dobbins for Swizzle, because Lamb's a 10, Henderson's an 11, but every day that someone's not signed with the Rams, again, someone made the point that no one on the Rams' running backs have taken an NFL snap. I mean, Henderson's got to have a huge role in the offense that everyone wants a piece of at running back. So it's like, yeah. and Dobbins is a six-rounder, which is great value, but... You know, people are still worried about Gus Edwards, who's, who reportedly is still the preferred third down and goal line back. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I, I love CeeDee Lamb, but uh, Henderson's a good option. Hey, you know what's interesting about the Rams, though, is, like, I want to see that team play with Stafford. Like, they could be super explosive on offense with him there. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I'd like to see something, yeah. something new for Stafford for once. Yeah, I mean, Henderson could score a lot of touchdowns this year. Yeah, well, you know, the Rams, the, the, the reason Harrison's so viable, these Rams running backs have a history of, they, they run running plays in the red zone a high amount of time. Um, they've had, you know, they've had explosive Todd Gurley they've had there. Cam Akers finished strong. So whoever is the guy, you want him. And Henderson looks like he's a guy. So I'm pivoting Henderson and, and Dobbins for the next mock. I think that's, I think Swizzle might fall prey to the running back, you know, yeah. nectar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, I'm going to jump in there and say I'm falling prey. I once it gets closer to the draft, I want running backs, Nate. It's all about the running backs. Yep, I uh, I'm back and forth. I'm considering Damian Harris as an eight, and and actually today I think I'd keep Gaskin as a fifteen over I. Oh wow, that's that's surprising. Yeah, I just he's a fifteen. The upside if he's if he's going to be both the Pat Cas pass catching back and the goal line back. I mean, as a 15, okay, maybe maybe because of his pedigree, he ends up getting benched, but like, I just feel like there's a lot of, there's big upside there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I think, yeah. I think people are assuming he's not going to be the goal line back, but I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, I mean, he was last year, you know, he, he after the first couple games, Jordan Howard had a couple, first couple games where he got like two carries for two touchdowns per game, but then Gaskin was the yeah. goal line back. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think I'll keep Davis, but Gaskins there. Harris just I salivate the idea that Mac, you know, Mac uh, Jones takes over and Cam gets benched and opens up those goal line carries because Harris is a good player, man. Well, I, I noticed that you're not mentioning Ayuk. Are you trying to downplay him? Well, I just might not keep him. I mean, I still. It's funny. I'm looking at I'm looking at the mocks. I'm going to pull up the mock we did. Um. I like my chances. I mean, you would still have a shot at these guys. I mean, it's just a matter of what round you're willing to pull the trigger in. Right. Like, so round three of this mock we just did went Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans. So if I end up taking a receiver in round three and Ayuk isn't there, then I probably would have a shot at a guy like Robinson, McLaurin, and Evans. And, like, I'm fine with that. So, I mean, I'm, I think I'll take my chances. Throw back yeah. the. Would you take. Who would you take, Evans or Ayuk? That's a good one. Um, 
probably Ayuk. <laughs> I know it sounds silly because Mike Evans has been really good every single year, but I just I don't know. I just I think Ayuk can have a consistency that Mike Evans. There's certain guys you're wrong on every year, Nate. I'm wrong on Mike Evans every year. I'm wrong on Alvin Kamara every year. Um, I'm just wrong on. There's certain guys I'm wrong on every year, and I'm just like I'm willing to be wrong on Mike Evans. Do we do one minute, or is it, is it one minute or two minutes? Is it two minutes? I, I don't know. I thought it was one minute. Maybe it's two. I think it's two. I think we do two minutes a pick. Is it two minutes? I think so. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta reference my own almanac to make sure. But I thought we did two. Is it one? Are we moving that? I don't think we're moving that fast. Maybe, maybe it is two. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's two. That's I, plenty of time. I think did I bring this up last week about scrapping the timer this year? No, you didn't. I brought up to FNO, and like the last in, well, the Zoom draft I kind of throw out. It's an outlier, but the, the last in-person draft even was super fast. It was like three, well, relative terms here, but three, three and a half hours. And I'm just wondering if we're polished enough to not need the timer anymore. I don't know. I just throwing it out there. Or, or you could take more breaks. Or more breaks. Yeah, that's but not I a bad mean, idea. But you know, if people. Uh... Unless somebody, I mean, you know, it may be interesting because uh, it, it could throw another twist in there. Because the, t- the time it takes to draft may end up, the net may be about the same amount of time because some people will still go quick. But, you know, it would be interesting if someone's really struggling and, you know, they take like three minutes. You know, it would be interesting to watch them sweat bullets over there not knowing what to do. Yeah. Well, you know, the reason we even implemented the timer was because in 2014 we had that um, – Infamous, like it was it. It was seven people in person. We were missing three big ones, and it was at Danny's house, and it was like five and a half hours. And like after that, we we're like, okay, we got to start looking at a timer because it was it, that got hey, crazy. Um, you know what we can do? We could have one of the baseball guys, and there, I mean, there's many baseball guys in the in the league. Be the designated umpire who walks up to the mound if someone's taking too long and breaks it up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's, let's get it going here. You give him a little pat on the butt and calm yeah. down. Let him make the pick. The only problem with that is there are guys in our league who uh, stoic will sit on a pick. I mean, Al Davis used to be famous for this. He'd sit over there in the corner and like we'd be in round nine and we'd be looking like seven, eight minutes on his pick and he wouldn't make a peep. And someone's like, <laughs> "Hey man, are you gonna pick?" And he'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know I was on the clock." Or like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not, you know, I didn't even know it was my turn." I mean, those. That's funny and all, but that really can drain the time, the shot clock, so to speak. Yeah, well, you would have, we would have protege walk over there and break it up. <laughs> the protege is not going to break up his boss. If his boss is taking time, <laughs> he's not going to step in. <laughs> oh man! But now we'll probably the, the timer's fun. It keeps it lean. Um, like you said, maybe some more breaks, maybe a little longer breaks. Um, what about if what about if each guy gets an extension, one extension per draft? I want an extension. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, like I want a minute extension or something. I don't know. It's been running pretty smooth. We'll probably just keep it. Um, it's been running pretty smooth. I just threw it out there. It's like I don't even know why. I guess it's, the timer's fine, it, and it works, and it's fun, and there's pressure. And yeah, we'll keep the timer. But I just I don't know. I was throwing stuff out ahead of draft day here. Um, 
It's getting close, by the way. Yeah. Well, we got this pod, and then one more, and then it's KeeperCast. Oh, man, it's crazy. So that's why we're talking so much Keepers. So sticking on the, the Keepers thing, I have another amendment. I know we talked about Protégé going off of the Kyler Murray thing, but I think he's going to go back to Kyler Murray. And what about what about a second keeper? <laughs> Is he stacking? Well, no, I don't think he's stacking, but I'll tell you what, A.J. Dillon making noise. Have you seen those reports that he's catching passes at camp? Well, he's going to be the primary backup. I mean... Well, if he's not only the primary backup, but a goal line and pass catching threat, I mean, I know Aaron Jones is hot and heavy in our mocks and hot and heavy in, in the mainstream, but AJ Dillon, man, I mean, yeah, shoot, that's I, he might keep him. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying AJ AJ Dillon's not good because he is, but why would you pay Jones so much money then? Well, if you like the player and you want to keep him as a contributing member and not off the, on the shelf, so to speak, you give him rest. You yeah, know? you don't use well, them up. You know, I, I think that uh, I think that we're probably going to see uh, a lot of running back twos get involved on teams. You know, especially given that it's a seventeen game season, I think people are going to um, try to give running backs rest. Did you watch Hard Knocks? No, I, I still uh, I still have to watch it. I didn't watch it. So speaking of what you're saying there, there's been you know. For two-plus years now, there's whispers about Zeke Elliott losing more work. And this year, Zeke Elliott's... All the rankings I see is really high. I think people are not buying that anymore. Um, But even Mike McCarthy on Hard Knocks yesterday made a comment to um, one of the assistant coaches, like, hey, Zeke Elliott's a high-carry guy. You know, we kind of got to watch that. And so, you know, the Hard Knocks bump works both ways. I'm thinking maybe... Elliot might drop a couple spots and, you know, maybe, maybe drop a couple spots in our draft and on these rankings people have because the coaches talked about on hard knocks, you know? So well, I mean, that's a that's, – I, I mean, I know it's only one game, but sometimes that's all it takes for you to think about it. But 17 games plus potential playoffs, yeah, that's a lot of, pound, a lot of pounding on the body. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a receiver in round one, Nate. You're convincing me. Well, well uh, Adams – I, I mean, I'm not going to have a chance. I mean, if I, again, I've said this to you, and I said it to Fat and Rated. I'm not. I'm dead serious about the last dance narrative. I I could see 20 touchdowns out of Adams. I'd take him at, at pick seven, uh, but I think he's going to yeah. go. I think he's going to go top three, four picks, no doubt. Uh, that's high. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think Tyreek Hill will be there then. Yeah, I might take Hill. I mean, I'm trying to like get over the psychological hey. thing about taking a tight end in round one, but we'll see. If- Oh, it tied in around one. So you're Kelsey. You're on Kelsey. Then it. Uh, well, if Adams is so hot, is you know Al Davis just may keep him. Al Davis is, is the enigma. I mean, we've talked about the possibility that he keeps Adams and Hill. You know, and locks him up again. Yeah. It's it. The more I mean, if we're talking about Adams as a top three, four pick, and if we're talking about Hill as a surefire top eight pick. Well, all of a sudden, keeping him at, you know, what is he keeping him at? Seven or whatever? So it's seven and, wait, seven, eight, eight. He's keeping him at eight and 12. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Or eight and 13, I guess. You know, it's, he might do it. It's Al Davis. We, I don't know. I mean, in, in our mocks, in our first mock, he was able to get, I think he got, he did what I did. I think he did, because I just did Hill and Ridley. I think he did Hill and Ridley. So it's hard to keep Adams in Hill, I think, if you think you might get Hill and Ridley or someone that's close to that, or even, yeah, so I don't know. He's got, he, I don't know. I haven't talked to Al Davis. 
usually he 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 banters with me before the draft. I don't know what he's thinking, but you know he's got Hunt as a five and Diggs as a seven. If you think Diggs is in the same tier as Hill and Adams, which a lot of people do, as a seven, it's hard to pass that up, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. He just he just seems to do something different every year. Right. Right. So he's 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 a wild card. So there's no talent with him. So you have you have to talk about everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the table. It's but L. Diggs Davis. is a seven. Is awful hard to awful hard to pass up. Exactly. Exactly. So that's Al Davis. Protege again. I don't know where I'm landing on him. Maybe Kyler Murray and, and A.J. Dillon. Maybe it goes A.J. Dillon, Ronald Jones. I mean, I'm curious what the – maybe Protege send me a text or let me know what you're thinking. I'm going to get some uh, hype going on your keepers because the Proteges are looking like a an unpredictable one to me. Um, I think Ticket to the House is still unpredictable. He's got a lot of like, you know, Miles Sanders is a five, is lukewarm. L- Logan Thomas is a tight end late. Is still there. Rodgers, Chase Claypool. I mean, Danny's might have some tough decisions. Yeah. Again, Rodgers 15. AJ Brown. Okay, so we talked about this before we started doing mocks, Nate. AJ Brown at the top of three, we thought was maybe a little too rich as a keeper. So let me ask you if Danny Kirk is considering AJ Brown at 3.1, we just talked about. You know, I'm, I mocked Allen Robinson to him, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans. Is A.J. Brown to you so much better that you keep him as 3.1, or do you throw him back, keep other people, and just draft another receiver there? No, I, I would throw him back. Yeah. Before the Jones trade, you know, that's a different story. But, I mean, McLaurin versus A.J. Brown, I mean, yeah, I'd be, I'd be fine with McLaurin. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually, uh, yeah. I have Brown. I mean, AJ Brown can still have a. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all know Jones and touchdowns. I mean, AJ Brown. I mean, would it surprise you if he caught twelve or thirteen touchdown passes? No, absolutely not. So, uh, he he can still go crazy off, but yeah, you know.
that he would play. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, you're, you're locked in. And he was out there doing the he was doing the running drills um, this morning. All right. Well, hey, um, those are the those are the keepers. I wanted to, I, like I said, I kind of changed my tune on a couple of these. I think the next mock, the mocks have been going good. We got a lot of picks in. Like I said, I'll start a new one. We got through ten point four, which is good. I mean, you don't have to go all the way through. Sometimes guys got um, lottery tickets they don't want to expose, which I, I can appreciate that. So I'll start a new mock with some new keepers. But Nate, based on the last mock we just did, was anything really making you raise your eyebrows? Any players? Um. Any wow moments like, geez, this guy went this early type of thing? Um, I'm trying to think. Let me look at my phone. Javante Williams. Oh, I, I mean, it should. I took him, yeah. 6.4. Still going to get a big share there. What, what do you think about him? I think the Jaguars' backfield is one of the most fascinating stories for our draft. I mean, this is yeah. a weird situation. I mean, you had a guy that was elite last year, not good. James Robinson was like elite. Like, he caught passes, he ran well on a bad team. Like, the guy was. He was elite, Nate, right? I mean, and so yeah. for, for ATN to come in and be. Drafted at 4.1 and James Robinson at 6.2. I get the narrative, and some people believe in this more than other people, but, you know, the whole, oh, but Robinson isn't this new regime's guy, so to speak. 
man, if a guy's good, you'd hope a decent coach would play him. And me and Andy argued forever, uh, two, three years ago, about Philip Lindsay versus uh, the guy I can't even remember anymore. And, like, I argued hard for Lindsay. I was like, Lindsay had a great season. He's a great running back. This new regime's not going to just sack him because it's not his guy. And I think I won that argument because I think Lindsay was a lot better than the guy I can't even remember his name.
get um, anyone who cares about seeing how good they look on tape is going to get happy about them and, and take them earlier than six point four even. So FNO picks five two. So you think he takes him at five two? Let's see. His next pick, his next pick is six nine. So five two, he took Mike Davis. I think that's a real pick. I think he would still take Mike Davis over Javante. So I don't think he goes five point two. I think he goes. You know what? See, I think I took him about where he's going to go, Nate. I changed. My, I, I'm I'm taking yeah, well, back what actually, I said. Yeah, six nine is his keeper, so he would have to take him at five two because he's probably not going to make it to seven two. Yeah. I think Javante, if nothing changes with Gordon, I think he'll go about where I took him. I, t- I take back what I said. I think I took him at the spot he'll go if Gordon doesn't leave. And so he's not going to – if Gordon's gone, he's not making it to 2-9, which is his, his – I mean, he's not taking him second overall, right? I mean, there's no way. No, no. I mean, t- no way. I, I couldn't see that. That would be – I mean, I'm crazy for taking him at 1-7 if he t- –
last year, to be fair, with those top picks. But, um, you know, I, I knew, I mean, I thought it would be interesting to see what the, what the Kelsey Mahomes stack would look like if I did those two. And what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously I'm a little thin at running back. And that took Gaskin, and if you're going to keep him, he's not even there anymore. See, I think you executed well. Like, I'm, I'm a little biased, but Taylor's a locked-in one. If When you go Gaskin, here's what I'm thinking. you got Kelsey and Mahomes, so you've committed to that. For you to go, Taylor's a locked-in one. For Gaskin, Edmonds, and Gordon, for you to take three guys who do have ability to be RB1s. Like, there's some. There's a way that if so, if you take three shots on goal, so to speak, hockey reference for you, soccer yeah. hockey reference. If you take Gaskin, Edmonds, and Gordon, you say okay, and you took David Johnson late. If you say one of those guys can be my RB two, in, in the worst case scenario, maybe even a second guy is my flex. I mean, I, I think you executed. I think your team sets up to where for sure you'd be coming up on. doing a lot of research on the first two rounds because it's so deep. And, you know, I have a chance to get two pretty good players. And if this scenario happens, it's not going to be what I'm expecting and, would, and it would be, like, outside of my ranking. So I could, I may end up having a tough time in round one and two here to trust, depending on what happens, but that's that's what makes it fun. Yep. No, nope. and but, you know, doing your stack, I mean, Tied in, you have a guy at each position that's capable of, of the top guy at their position. That, I don't think too many teams could start with four guys and say that. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Your your stack made me think about it. I mean, there's a scenario. If I took Kelsey and Ridley went, uh, A.J. Brown would be there. I'd still take A.J. Brown. If 
there's a scenario I'd have to actually write it down where I would consider doing that stack too. It'd have to be the, the picture perfect scenario, but it, you know, you made me think about it when you, when you set yeah. up your team there. Where, where do you think? Now all of a sudden I have to think about him, but where do you think he gets picked at? My actual, my actual, uh, let's see, you took him. Do you think he makes it out of the second round? Man, that's a good question. We haven't been hot and heavy on early quarterbacks for a couple years now. But these mocks, quarterbacks are going early in these mocks more than they ever have. Um, I think he sneaks in to the end. I think that his highest spot he would go is where you took him. And I think his I think that 2-9 to fat and overrated, because he's talked about Mahomes in two, and Danny Kirk at 2-10, I think that Mahomes, that's his floor. I, I'm going to put my chips down that he goes at the end of two. Yeah. Yep, those are my chips. Oh, man. It's getting hot. Yep, but those quarterbacks, I mean... I, w- I was not thinking about him, but it's it's tough to see how things can play out with that stack. I bet if I'm betting, man, I say that to avoid the stack, you wouldn't pick Kelsey no matter what. Just so you don't have to even consider it. <laughs> no, I mean I, I would I would still consider Kelsey if he's there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I'll have to see how it plays out. Like, there's still I still have a couple more weeks of stressing out about it. Yep, that's all you got too. Two about two weeks. That's it. Oh man, that's it. But it'll By be the fun. Way, uh, yeah, my draft my draft prep is is already going to start this weekend in terms of food. Um, how so? You mean like that's pretty early? What are we talking? Oh, I'm so I'm gonna make I'm just gonna uh make some fresh spice rub, and nice. then because you know that goes into everything. It's, and then a, it's your make, custom batch, right? That's something you've concocted. Yeah, yeah, I have my own recipe that, I, that I use. I, it's been locked in for a couple years now. Um, and then uh, I may make barbecue sauce this weekend. I don't know. There's a whole process for you to make the sauce. I smoke it. Like I make it watery, then I cook it down in the smoker. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, 
that adds a lot to it, actually, because I, I tried it once with liquid smoke, and it was really good, but it, it tastes a little bit different, I feel like, when it's the real thing, you know? Oh, man, I... Yeah, I, I love the idea of, like, you fully making a real spice rub and barbecue sauce. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. So, my... my the, the preparation has already begun. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um... We got ten, about ten minutes left before our hour. Is there any other overtime items um, came across your noggin last week? Um, no, I don't. I mean, not really. Okay. Um, what's what about you? I do have a question for you, but do you have anything for OT? No, hit me with it. Hit me with the question. Well, uh, did you get a chance to check in with the guys? I was just wondering if anything's going on with noteworthy with everybody. Oh, when I, yeah, um, I th- I'm trying to think of something I didn't already say, um, I don't know if I, I mean, you mentioned, well, you mentioned on the air, like, how good your job was going, I know that Fat and Overrated loves his new job. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like a perfect job for him, I'm sure he's killing it. Yeah, he, he, he seems to really like it, he, he did say, though, that his, pre- he's not ready for the draft, you know, last year he was all, he was so ready it was boring. And this year he's yeah. not he's not ready. So his job has put him on a schedule where he's not as fantasy ready as he usually is. So there's well, that. Well, maybe maybe some of that that uh, premier confidence is taking a little bit of a hit. <laughs> well, he is playing week one for the all time consecutive loss streak. So I, I would say this confidence has got to be a little bit dinged. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Is so that that's week one? I thought maybe it was just in play for the for the season. Well, it's still going. I mean, we, if he loses week one, he breaks his own record. He'll have 13 straight losses. And, oh, and, and it continues to go until he wins. That streak just keeps going. I mean. Hey, let me ask you a question. Is there pressure? Is there extra pressure on the on his opponent week one? For not, <laughs> wanting, not wanting to beat him and to continue that. The Melvin Gordon impact just stopped the fall. Yeah. Uh, I, don't want, I don't want to play in week one. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you look at like a, with a fresh start and a fresh team, and you're just playing like the odds that he's got to win one soon. I mean, maybe you don't want to play him, but you're, you know, as we do after the draft, we'll look at all the teams and try to do a little pre, you know preseason ranking just on the draft, and then we'll see more. You know, who's scared of his team? You know, if he if he if he has a draft where everyone's scared of his team, then I would say you know you don't want to play him. But we got to see how that draft shakes out, man. Are you are you handing out the? Um the, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called, but you know how you skipped it last year where you used to hand out the sheet of, like, questions? Are you handing that out this year? Yeah, I'd like to do that. That's, I, I like charting that. It's fun to see, like, how, who, who thinks who thinks which teams are good after the draft and thing. I would like to do that. Oh, hey, I thought I thought of something for the, um, sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I thought of something for the Keeper cast. Okay, yeah, what is it? So, so remember, remember how you said you're becoming a wild card and... It would be good if you could wait to reveal your picks, but then I said, well, you have to disclose because you're going to be there and everybody else is going to be giving their picks. Yep, exactly. Hey, so here's the thing. Maybe you don't have to disclose. So, like, you could not say who your picks are, but, like, if you texted somebody. Originally, I was going to say you texted me, but I don't know if that would pass Sergeant Slingbox's auditing. (laughs) But, um... If you text somebody and say, "Here's my picks," but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything until, you know, the very end, and, and you let us all know when we're on there. That, that I think that would work. Yeah, we can do that because, I, like I said, I am one of the wild cards. 
Um, the current wild cards are, I think, me, Protege, House, Swizzle, and I'm going to throw Goalie in there. He's in the second tier. The first tier of wild cards are Protege, myself, Swizzle. The second tier, I think, is Take It to the House and Goalie and Al Davis. And then the rest. Tier system. Yeah. But no, I could, we could do that. I could text Sling, Sergeant Slingbox like who I'm going to keep, and, and that way it's well, disclosed. You can, and you, you can text me if you want, um, you know, to, so it's a surprise for him. But if, if he prefers you text him, that's fine, you know. And right. it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. But so I just to wrap it up here. We talked about the draft. I still I got to get a hold of Al Davis, but I think we're going to have ten. We're talking about food. We're talking about keepers. We talked about the mock drafts. We're talked about the season preseason starts tomorrow for the most part, so rankings are going to get torn up. I think that's about everything, honey. As far as the like the house cleaning stuff. Yeah, I think so. Hey, okay. what time? Uh, I can't. I can never remember what time is the uh, is the doors open at your place for the draft. <clears throat> well, Green Balls is generally a six o'clock show. Um, Fat and Overrated says he might actually be in a similar schedule where he'll be showing up at the last second, which is a bummer, but you know, is what it is. At least we will have him. I think I'd like to open it up early. Let me ask you this. How early would you, here's a basic, here's the basics of it. If any one hitter was like, Hey, I would love to get there this much early. I would just do that. I just try to gauge what people, you know, I've opened super, super early where no one I've done years where, like, okay, I'll open up four or five hours early, and no one shows up till two hours before the draft. So I just wanted to, well, you know. I, I got an offer on the table for you. If you need help with anything, I'll be there. All you have to do is tell me the time. So I'll be there as early as you want me to. Well, what would your liking be as far as prepping your food, prepping your draft? How If it's a 6 o'clock draft, what's the, like, what time would you, if I didn't need help, which time would you show up? Uh, well, I don't think food will be an issue this year because in previous years – I, I, I ran the food right up until before I came over, but it doesn't matter because, you know, I drive over and the food sits there, it gets cold, whatever. So it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I would probably show up, I would, unless unless other people said that they were going to be there, like, like let's say a couple guys said I'm going to be there at, you know, three or four hours ahead of time. Yeah. I'd probably be, I'd probably be there somewhere between, in between the two to three hour range, probably, probably close. You know, two and a half hours, maybe, I don't know, something like that. That sounds about right. So I would say if we're drafting around six, I think I'll open the doors at, like, I'll say as early as two. I know that's a bit early, but if guys start showing up three hours early at three, that makes some sense. So I'd say two two, two or three-ish, you know, open the doors up. All right. Well, if you if you hear from anybody else on projected arrivals, let us all know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously as adults, it's... A, that I've always wanted people there for the full day, but you know, people got shit to do. So I, yeah, I'll probably open it up. And if anyone wants to be super early bird, that's fine. And, um, you know, we'll see the day of how good my prep's going. I, I took the day off of work the Friday before I always do that just to make sure we're prepped. So, Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. I, I got the, we got two minutes, so I'm going to drop some news on you. Oh, uh, work related. So there's a new addition to DMHC beginning tomorrow. What? Do you? There's a new addition. A new a new employee is coming to DMHC tomorrow. Any idea who it is? Well, I'm I'm kind of 
um, is it is it the managed health or mental health? Which one are you at? Department of Managed Healthcare. Managed Healthcare. Um, man, we got state workers in the heavy hitter, so it makes you think you're talking to heavy hitter. I mean, could goalie be coming over there? No, it's not. A, unfortunately, it's not a heavy hitter. Okay. Oh, then. So it's someone no one's in the league's going to know, then, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just letting you know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. I'd say Mike Dutra. Yeah. Oh man. Well, good. I mean, hey, we're not in the office anyway. I'd, I'd be bummed if 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 we're in the office. But hey, good for you guys. Yeah, he got a um, he got a pretty good job over there. So I'm happy for him. What's he doing? He's a. Uh, um, there's this there's this area called the Help Center, and people call in there to get. Uh, file complaints against plans. And so he's like uh, running running that area with, with another person. Interesting. Yeah, and it's actually in uh, – oh, you know what? It's actually interesting. It's in uh, the Franchise Tax Board building. They have an office in the Franchise Tax Board building, and he lives in Folsom, so it's really good for him because if they ever come back, he just has to drive to Franchise Tax Board, which is pretty close to Folsom. Not pretty close to Folsom, but it's not downtown, so it's oh, pretty good for him. Well, let me tease you with a couple heavy hitters – New, you, we're going through the hitters and other news, so let me hit you with a couple of them that will leave as cliffhangers. Yeah. Um, Slingbox is partially back in the office. That's not much of a cliffhanger, but he is partially back in the office. Well, that sucks. There, well, he wanted to be. Oh, okay. He well. said it was just too much. He wanted a little break from the home life kind of thing. Um, yeah. Let's see. I speak in a goalie. I think he was saying work was still going pretty good. I think he was enjoying it. Um. Here's the one I'll leave you on. I'll let him explain it if he wants to explain it on text. Protege's d- young daughter, who's five, uh, four, oh, oh, man, I'm sorry, Protege. But his young daughter has a burgeoning Instagram business. She's an influencer. Are you serious? Yes. What, but can you share, like, what, what, I know you said you want him to explain, but can, what, like, what she does? He, she was discovered in an Instagram post at Disneyland, or, yeah, Disneyland. Um, okay. she was with a character looking cute, like just being a cute young girl with the, yeah. in, in Disney cause Disney's so popular. I guess it just started from there. She had a hot viral post and as her following grew, as it goes with influencers, they start getting offers to do product ads. So basically like product placement, product ads, he could explain it better, but she had, yeah, some, yeah. you know, there was a spark, cute little girl started to get a following. People started throwing products her way. And so now there's a little bit of income coming with products. Oh, that's, that's great. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's that too. So I'll, like I said, he can explain it more. I'll leave us on the cliffhanger, but that was a nice little fun nugget of news. Here's another one. I can't believe this wasn't, this should have been a front runner. Vinny Greenballs uh, was a videographer in Tokyo for the men's water polo team for the Olympics. What, what exactly is a videographer? He'd have, again, I'll let him explain it because this was on text, but he went to Tokyo to f- film men's water polo. I'm assuming for film breakdowns and things like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think he's so looking did, for, like, NBC or anything, but, you know. Yeah. Did the men's water polo team medal? <sighs> man, I'm, I'm a bad heavy hitter, mate. He'd have to chime in. I don't know well, how they did or whatever, but. I, I wonder if, uh, if they did, I wonder if he got a medal. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, all good questions. I don't know how close he was to to that, you know, if he would have got yeah. a, a medal or whatever. But um, yeah, Man, I don't know. that's crazy. 
I don't know. But we're heavy hitters are like heavy hitters are like taking over. <laughs> well, worldwide, that's for sure. Heavy hitters international. And and multimedia. And multimedia, we're all over. <laughs> all right. Well, Nate, it's been an hour. We don't want to lose viewerships after that hour. That's what the yeah. analytics tell us. Um, so yeah, no one hit on our hit up us on text about wanting to cover anything. So we just do what we do here. All right. Yeah. Let me uh, let me know when you're open next week, and any any time works for me as long as I don't have a work meeting. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for being flexible. Yep. I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. All right. See ya.